Hey ladies, welcome back to Field by Faith Podcast. We're your hosts Jocelyn Haas and Michaela Johnson and continue listening for today's episode. Hey guys, so we're back with a new episode. After the holidays, we took a little bit of a break, but we're super excited to be back. And today's episode, we're talking all about negative self-talk and victim mentality, um, which we're going to go over both of those if you don't really understand what that is. Um, But so I'm just going to give a little example from my life of where this kind of has played out and how it's really affected certain aspects of my life. So like some of you guys know my testimony front to back because I share it kind of often, obviously, hence the podcast. But I, where I started in my childhood, I didn't have a relationship with my mom or my dad. So I was raised by my grandparents, which they gave me all the love in the world and they raised me really well. And I'm blessed and grateful. I'm not saying this to get sympathy, but not being raised by either of your primary, like your biological parents, that really affects you when you're a child because you don't get that same attachment like most people do. You have unhealthy attachments then because you don't really know who you can trust. And so that I always kind of had quote unquote mental health issues because of that, like ever since I was little. So I've always been negative towards myself. So then once I started getting older, it started turning into more serious things that were more obvious, like being depressed, having anxiety, um, having eating disorders, and like being super obsessive with my body and working out and all of these things. And it all really does stem from the way we talk to ourselves and the way we perceive ourselves. And so that's kind of just where I wanted to start, like how it started to affect me and then how it kind of played out in my life. And then Kay's going to share examples as well. So with me, it's pretty similar to like, not, it's in a way like how me and Joss view ourselves are very similar in that sense. And mine started from like just a really young age. When I was young, I was bigger. I don't want to say bigger, but I was chubby. And so that sounds so bad to say, but I was. Mm -hmm. And so being chubby, like people say that. And I think for a lot of people, like your looks and what people like say, well, people will just bring it up like, oh, like this and that you lose weight. People always bring it up. You gain weight. People bring it up. It's like no in between. Like it's always about that. And it's very sad. And so before I got to a point where I like hated the way I looked. I gained a lot of weight. I was in a relationship. I gained a lot of weight and I was just, I was very depressed and I was like, okay, I don't even like taking pictures of myself. I would take pictures of myself and I'm like, I hate all of these. I hate the way I look. So I got into fitness and when I got into fitness, it was almost like I idolized fitness and it was like, I would get so obsessive with the way I would look. I got so obsessive. I wanted to like flaunt the way I looked and I'm like, after I was like, ew, like, why would I want to do that? But I would flaunt it because finally I could feel confident because I wasn't feeling confident, but I put so much in the outside of what I looked like and I was idolizing that. And then finally I started going to therapy here and me and Joss go to the same therapist, Mm -hmm. as we say. Mm -hmm. And, um, she said to me, I was talking to her, she was like, your outward appearance is like very beautiful, Michaela. Like it's obvious, but like, she's like, like you could go out on the street right now and like pick up a guy like I'm sure somebody would hit on you but she's like 
it's not about that though. And she was like, it's about what the inside of you is like, how you treat people, how you smile at people, like the way when you smile and you like act excited to see people, it's like, that's what truly matters. It's not just about the way you look on the outside. Like your outside appearance, like, yeah, it's great. But like your inside is what truly matters. And it was until she said that to me that I didn't ever realize like, because nobody ever looked at me when I was little and was like, you're so beautiful. Mm -hmm. So it's just like when you don't hear that and hearing like how much, like people can be like, yeah, you're beautiful. But like actually hearing like you're beautiful and it's not about what you look like on the outside. I feel like that really Mm -hmm. affects you because if you hear like your entire life, like, oh, you're a little chubby. So then you, you hear that and I heard it one time and then I'm hearing it more frequently and I'm like, this sucks. Mm -hmm. Like, so when I hear that, I'm like, okay. So then you think that's all that matters. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, no, it's not all that matters. And it's very sad that we even have to put this on us. Like that, that's what young girls think about, you know, but that's my example of it, of how bad I used to think one about myself. And then two, like, how I turned in working out to something that wasn't even healthy Mm -hmm. and just like the whole experience with that too it just all of it combined wasn't very healthy the way I was viewing it yeah so yeah I want to talk about that a little more as far as what people say how that can affect the way you think about yourself and that just shows that we have we put our identity in what others think about us more than we do and what the Bible says about us Mm -hmm. and what God has to say about us. God doesn't mention, I mean, there are certain books in the Bible that talk about like beauty, like Queen Esther, like how beautiful she was. And that was an attractive thing that, but she was in her faith. So it brought people to their faith. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, so it talks about physical appearance, but not in the way that we make it about like Mm -hmm. it's not life isn't just to look good or to be the best looking person in the world or Mm -hmm. the one with the most pop in instagram like that's (laughs) really not what like god wants us here on earth to do Mm -hmm. like he wants people to come to the realization of who he is and how he can heal them from their pain because we live in a fallen world and unless we confess and unless we allow god in he can't force himself into our lives Mm -hmm. i mean he can but like he doesn't because that's not love like that would be more of a manipulation or controlling thing and he wants us to choose him he doesn't want us to have to choose him or have to follow him he wants us to genuinely want him Mm -hmm. and so yeah I just we get it twisted so much in this world it's not it's not about the physical appearance and I mean one thing that I always think about is looking at famous people or people who have money people who have like the surgeries that we think we want and all of these things a lot of them end up dying of overdoses and dying of all these things because they're sad. That just that's a perfect example. Like you don't need those things to be happy. What you truly need is fulfilling relationship with the Lord and fulfilling relationships in general. Like having a best friend like Kate. Like I have somebody to talk to about things about Jesus or things that I'm struggling with. And obviously like a therapist too. That always helps. But um 
Yeah. So I feel like I'm finally at the point in my life where I've dealt with a lot of things. And this is like one of the last things where I'm like, okay, we really need to tackle this. And I haven't opened up about this too much, but I just went through like a really deep bout of depression. Like it was really, really difficult for me. And I'm going to choose my words very carefully because I don't want to down talk anybody or like down talk any church because church is a, a beautiful thing and we need to go to church as Christians. I love church. I'm not saying anything bad about it. But one of the previous churches that I was at really made me feel like I couldn't open up about my mental health and that I couldn't talk about depression or anxiety because a lot of people would just say like, oh, you need to be delivered or, oh, that's a spirit. Like, And yes, I, I'm not down talking that because I do believe in deliverance and I do believe in spirits. I, I believe in all of those things. And I know that Christians can be possessed. It's not a secret. Like I understand all of that. But it's not always that. Like mental health really can be a chemical imbalance in your brain. Like there are many different causes. It's not always just that you're possessed. Mm. And I've been through deliverance. Like I'm not I'm not laughing about deliverance. I'm not making light of it at all. And I'm not making light of demons. I'm not making light of possession because those are all very real things. But it's not always the answer. And so I really felt like I couldn't open up about a lot of that stuff. Or if I would tell somebody, it was, oh, you need to go through deliverance. So I would. And then the problem was still there. And so um, I'm just finally getting to the point of like being able to talk about it. And so, yeah, I went through a really deep bout of depression and it was just getting so bad. And it came out of nowhere where I was like, what in the world? Like I thought we were past this. But God brings up issues that you need to deal with sometimes because you never healed from it. And this was something I never healed from. I still have roots like deep down that I never dealt with, with self-resentment and like not forgiving myself and self-rejection and all of these things that I put on myself that I never forgave myself for and that I never talked about because it's like the darkest, deepest things in my mind and in myself that I didn't want people to know because I'm like, how am I going to look? I'm going to look crazy. Mm -hmm. Cause if, I mean, let's be real. If we really said some of the things that we think about people would, we would be in mental institutions. Like, and that doesn't mean you're crazy. It just means like sometimes we as humans think crazy things and (laughs) that's just that. And so, you know, having a lot of the things with like my parents and just really deep rooted things that I never dealt with, we're starting to come up again. And I'm like, what in the world is this? And I just want to say too, like, it's okay not to be okay sometimes, even if you're Christian. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be sad sometimes, even though you know the Lord. Mm -hmm. Like, the Holy Spirit has emotions. God has emotions. The Bible talks about emotions, but how we use them is what's important. And he doesn't want us to sit and dwell in them. He wants us to bring it to him so he can heal us. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's a process. Sometimes we don't understand how to do that. But when we open up to him, he will eventually work on us and heal those things in us. And so that's kind of the space I'm in right now is learning how to fully get over negative self-talk and how to fully get over like victim mentality. Mm-hmm. I think I think one of the things that really like helped me as I'm, I take forever to read a book or like read books. <laughs> like, so if you hear me talking about the same books like over and over again, it's because I take forever to read books. But I'm reading this book. It's called Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen. And 
there's in the beginning of the book she says something like if you like some people's anxiety like Josh was just saying like you just it's a chemical imbalance like it's some things like you cannot control like and some people have anxiety because of how they're they're made like it's just our being it's how we were made and that's one of the things Jenny Allen said in the beginning of the book she was like if there is an imbalance in me like uh emotion a chemical imbalance in your brain like that's okay and that's normal and you're okay and I was like dang I've never heard anyone talk about it like that because sometimes like I think too another thing is we look at ourselves and kind of what Josh just said we look at ourselves and we're like what's wrong with us like there's something wrong with me and when you hear too and if you have people that don't believe in mental health in your life they're kind of like I don't understand it Mm. and sometimes I'm like I don't want to explain myself to people because I'm like I know they won't get it so I sometimes even learn how to hold it back and then I'm like well if I hold back then I know that they can't kind of what Joss was saying like I know they can't hurt me so I'm just not going to talk about it and sometimes that's even worse than talking about it and that's why it is important to have people in your life that you can talk to about those things because it is the person you can fall back on and I really am grateful for having relationships like that because Yeah, and I have really bad seasonal depression, and so during winter, and a lot of people struggle with this, it's no, like, denying it, but during winter, I get very, very bad, and so not, I don't want to say very bad, but I'll get really depressed, and there's just certain times where I'm like, I don't feel like doing anything, and then it's like, I get depressed to the point where I'm like, I am so sad, and I can't explain why I'm sad right now. And I'm like, I feel crazy. And in Jenny Allen's book, she talks about how we have this spiral where something starts it. And it's like, and we wanted to bring this point up too, like where it starts at like, oh, I look ugly today. And then it spirals down to, oh, I hate myself. And then it spirals down to like this. And then it spirals down to this. And it's just a constant like spiral. And sometimes I do this too with like conversations that I have with people. I'm like, I'll start it at the top and I'll be like, oh, they're going to say this. And then they're going to say this. This is what they're thinking. And then it like spirals down to like, I'm a terrible person and they hate me, which that's not the case at all. And she does it where if we start it, where we get the negative thought. So say that we say we we hate ourselves. We spiral it down to, instead of spiraling down, we spiral it into like, this is what God says about me. Mm -hmm. And this is like what the scripture says. So then she like does it in like, this is what the word says about me. This is what God says about me. And that is so much easier said than done because don't get me wrong. Like I still struggle with that sometimes or I'm like, I hate myself today and I'm like, but I'm not going to go look what God says. I'm just going to sit in my self-pity yeah. for a little bit. And I'm like, but I this isn't healthy either because this is making it worse. So then I'm like, sometimes when I'm really anxious, I just sit there and I'm like, okay, God, you're the only one that knows. No one knows what else I'm thinking about right now. You're the only one that knows. So then I have to remind myself that because sometimes, and that's why it's very important, again, back to having good relationships because when you're around people, they can notice when you're like, when I was going through my really bad bout of depression, like Joss noticed it. And she was like, what is going on? And if it wasn't for Joss, I wouldn't have even realized how bad I was. Like, I don't want to say how bad I was getting, but how depressed I actually was. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's Mm -hmm. very important to have people that hold you accountable because sometimes you don't even realize it yourself. Yeah. And so, yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good point too. It's really important to watch who's around you when you are going through, I mean, always, but especially when you're in a really fragile mental state, because sometimes people can amplify it. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes, like obviously until Zay, but I had really bad relationship anxiety and I would have these really bad attachment issues because I had this thing with people abandoning me from my childhood. Mm -hmm. So now I was placing that responsibility on the guys I was dating, even though they could never fill that and that wasn't fair, but they weren't healthy people either. So I was placing this like expectation on them when I was already like mentally not stable and it would just send me into like these suicidal bouts like and trigger warning I, I know some people are really touchy about talking about this stuff I'm an open book I talk about I'll talk about the deepest parts of myself and I'm okay with that but some people aren't yeah but let's be real like it would throw me into suicidal like tendencies and stuff and so that obviously wasn't healthy and I shouldn't have been in those positions. I shouldn't, I should have known I'm not in the state to be in a relationship right now. Like let's work on ourselves first. Let's go to therapy. Let's work on it. Like let's work it out with God. But I obviously never had the Lord. So that was never a thing for me. And I didn't know how to work through those things, even though I was in therapy. Like sometimes not all therapists have the answers either, Mm. but I didn't have anybody in my life to really talk to about it. And I never was super open about like being suicidal before either because it scares people. And then people are like, oh my gosh, like we need to put you in a mental institute. And like, yeah, sometimes that is the answer. Sometimes that is what we need. But sometimes we really just need the comfort of our loved ones. Sometimes we really just need to know that we're loved. And I need my like parental figures to step in now Mm -hmm. or my friend to step in and be like are you okay like let's hang out let's go do something let's get your mind off things Mm -hmm. and that's why it's so important especially like to have women in Christ around you because they'll hold you accountable but in a loving way Mm -hmm. where some other friends will be like oh you're being stupid like why are you like that or like oh you don't why are you depressed like Mm -hmm. everything in your life is going great okay, yeah, maybe on the outside, but you don't know the abuse I've been through. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't know how hard it was for me to get through that relationship or whatever. Like, you don't know the mental battles people go through. And so that's why it's so important to watch who's around you and have good self-awareness because that was something that took me a long time to learn is self-awareness. Like, learning where I was in life, learning where I was mentally and knowing what I can handle and what I can't. Because there was times where I was going through such bad social anxiety, but I was forcing myself to be in these crazy social situations that were just making me feel crazy inside because I felt like I couldn't talk to anybody because I was having a panic attack. Mm -hmm. But I was forcing myself to be in those situations just because I'm like, oh, I need to be here. Like, I didn't want to be alone. Like, no, you need to know yourself. You need to know your limits and don't overbook yourself if you just can't handle it. Like, I'm going through that right now. I just quit my job. (laughs) Like, I just quit my job because, Uh no, like, I was seriously just going insane. Like, I had so much on my plate. And obviously, Zay and I can financially do it right now. So that was another factor. Obviously, I didn't just, like, randomly quit my job. Like, can't handle it financially. But I was just going through it, dude. Like mentally physically my health has been a little crazy lately and I was just I couldn't handle going into work 
I just couldn't. <laughs> it was just too crazy. So I knew that I couldn't handle that. And that was something that I had to take off my plate. Like I just had to. And that's okay. It's not permanent. Like I'm going to go back to work. I'm going to find something to do. But in the meantime, I just, I couldn't do it. Right. And so you need to know yourself and know what you can handle and what you can't and take things off your plate if you need to. I, and another thing too, like, and I'm sorry for bringing this up, but like, cause sometimes I don't like want to talk about when I have like thoughts of suicide because I'm like, I'm scared. I'm going to scare people. And what I always am like, I'm like, don't think I'd ever kill myself. Like, I'm like, I wouldn't ever kill myself, but like I get those thoughts and sometimes, and I think that's why it's super important to have people that you can trust because if I'm feeling suicidal, I can go to Joss and be like, I'm feeling this way and I don't like feeling this way. And she can give me advice. We can pray together and we can like talk, you know what I mean? And we can talk about it and we can like try to figure out what's going on. And that's why it's important in those senses, because sometimes I'll be, I'm like, I don't want to sit in this anymore, but I don't want to tell anyone because I'm scared. Yeah. Cause it's like people, one, either don't like talking about it or two, like they're nervous to talk about it. Yeah. Like it freaks people out. And so I'm like, oh, and I try to remind myself that I'm like, sometimes like it's not as scary as we think it is. Yeah. And another thing that what Josh said too before is that our relationship with Jesus doesn't have to be that complicated mm-hmm. and it really doesn't. And when I'm in super depressed moments or super depressed, like I don't want to say seasons, but times I like sit there and I'm like, Jesus knows how I feel right now. Mm. Like no one else in this world might not know how I feel, but Jesus does. And I, and we talked about this in the last episode a little bit, but like people can't read your mind. Yeah. And so knowing that I have Jesus to like actually know what I'm like feeling and know that he understands. I'm like, that gives me comfort almost because sometimes I think too, like I underestimate my problems. I don't want to say problems, but the things I go through, I like downplay them I'm like those don't matter like they're not that serious like stop feeling that way and I like downplay them and it's like almost like a battle sometimes with myself because I don't want to feel bad for myself but then I also don't want to like disregard the way I'm feeling so that's another thing I go through sometimes because I'm like I know this the way I feel isn't wrong but I don't want to feel bad for myself for Mm -hmm. feeling this way you know what I mean so that's like another thing where I'm like where I try to work through where I'm like the way, and this is what our therapist said too. She told me that, that she's like, what you're feeling is like valid. Like she was like, it's completely right. But instead of sitting here and being mad about it and like being like, oh, this sucks. Like, yes, what you're feeling is right, but okay, we got to move on now. Mm-hmm. And I think that was something that was really hard for me. It was like being able to just be like, oh, okay, like yeah. peace out. Like now I don't have to deal with this right now. Mm-hmm. Like just taking it and moving on. And that's one thing like we have to do a lot. Like as a Christian, it says in the Bible, when somebody slaps you on one cheek, turn the other cheek and get slapped on the other cheek. It doesn't, that's very word, like mm-hmm. not word for word, but like, that's what I had to remind myself. It's like, yes, this might suck. And this person, it, this whole situation sucks. And the way I'm feeling, yes, it's it's right, but, like, you have to move on. Yeah. Like, you sitting in this, like, isn't going to help. And I don't know how I got to this point. Oh, but basically, like, making my feelings feel valid. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think that happens a lot. We make ourselves, one, either we sit in our self-pity, or two, we, like, make our problems not seem like anything. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I have to learn, and I think a lot of people have to learn that, but it's, like, learning that, like, 
your feelings are valid and it's okay to feel the way mm-hmm. you feel but also don't sit in yourself pity <laughs> yeah th- there's two things that i really got while you were talking and one of them is jesus is not afraid of your emotions jesus is not afraid of the darkest parts of yourself that you're afraid to tell anybody he already knows about them he already knew about them so you don't have to be afraid to bring it to him And I feel really compelled to say that because we can open up to Jesus and God about literally any aspect of our lives. He created you. He knows every part of you. So you don't have to be afraid to bring it to him if you're afraid to bring it to anybody here. Mm -hmm. But another thing is too, don't be so afraid to bring up those dark thoughts. I mean, obviously to a trusted person, you don't want to talk about it to somebody who you know is going to be abusive or downplay your emotions because that's not healthy and that'll make you feel worse. Mm -hmm. But bring it to a trusted person. If you need to get a therapist, go to a therapist. You need to talk about these things because a lot of times we just assume that people know we're going through depression or people know we're going, we're suicidal, but they can't just look at you and know those things unless you tell them how bad it is. Because I know that was a big thing for me. Oh, well, why isn't so-and-so reaching out to me? They know I'm depressed. No, they don't. Because did you ever text them and tell them you're depressed? When's the last time you saw them? Three months ago? Mm-hmm. Why? Because you're not posting on social media, so they should just know? Mm-hmm. No. They don't know unless you tell them and you truly open up to them and tell them how bad it is. And yeah, sometimes you do need a friend to reach out to you and that's nice, but they won't know to reach out to you unless they know you're going through something that you need support. So that's another point I wanted to make. And then number three was the idea where you said it's hard for you to just kind of like accept that something happened and then move on. That's so relatable because for me, like it's almost like if you let go of those feelings, it means that that person just gets off the hook. Mm, Yes. Yes. And that was something that I really, (laughs) I really had to, well, I'm still learning. You can't get revenge on somebody. Like you just can't, like you, you don't want to actually hurt that person, how they hurt you, even though you feel like you want to, you're going to feel worse after you do that. And you're going to look like the child. You're not going to be the bigger person in that situation. And so learning how to, not allow somebody to hurt you, but if somebody does hurt you, just let it be that, forgive them, and move on. Mm-hmm. If, if that person isn't meant to be in your life, then let them go. Mm-hmm. You don't have to hold resentment towards them. You don't have to hold unforgiveness towards them. You could just let their role be in their life, in your life, what it was, and then move on. Mm-hmm. I've had to do that in friendships, in family members I love you but you can't be a part of my life right now Mm -hmm. and that's a boundary and that is what it is I'm not mentally stable enough to have you in my life (laughs) like I'm just not right now and that's okay and I forgive you it's not your fault that I feel this way it's not my fault that you feel the way you feel it's a train oh I was like what (laughs) um (laughs) it's not my fault you feel the way you feel though either Mm -hmm. and then we just have to accept it as that and move on And so that's a big thing is not blaming yourself and not playing the victim either. Like, oh, well, I'm, I'm like worthless and that's why they treat me that way. Mm. No. Mm. Mm -mm. And when we sit in those, those feelings too, and we project that people are going to see that. And that's how you're, you're teaching that person to treat you in relationships, especially Mm. if you tell somebody your boundary and then you let them cross it. 
they're going to know that they can cross that boundary. Mm -hmm. And now you just taught them that that's okay and you're going to just let it go. I mean, yes, we need to let it go. But, like, they know that they can cross your boundaries now. Mm -hmm. No, that's not okay. Mm -hmm. And be comfortable in staying firm in your boundaries. Like, it's okay to have boundaries. It's okay to have self-confidence and self-worth. That's fine. It doesn't mean that you're being mean. Mm-hmm. I, while Joss was talking, I, again, like she said, I, we get things from each other <laughs> as we're talking. And one of the things I like was thinking about is when I first started, when I was going to go back to counseling after like getting saved, it was something in my head where I almost felt like guilty for going to counseling. Mm-hmm. And it was because I'm like, Jesus is the counselor. Like, I feel like I shouldn't have problems anymore. Like, I feel like as Christians, like Josh said in the beginning, like we almost like feel like we shouldn't have issues. I don't want to say issues anymore, but we shouldn't because the old is washed away. And that's true. Like we don't wear the new, like the our lifestyle that we used to have on our shoulders anymore. Like the way we used to be isn't how we are now because Jesus cleaned us from that. And when we decided to have Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that's from the past, you know? But like, it doesn't mean like what we already dealt with doesn't matter and it's just gone. And I think sometimes like some people do need therapists to talk to and to like get over their, like, I don't want to say problems, but their things that they've gone through and their traumas that they've been through. Like you need those things. Like you need somebody to help you through that. And so when somebody told me that I was like, okay, that makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. Cause I don't know why, but it was hard for me at first to be like, Oh, like therapy is a good thing, you know? And I had another thing, and then now I lost it. I definitely lost it. I did. It's all right. It's okay. Do you want me to continue? Yeah. Okay. You can keep going. Yeah, I think that that was me too, because I'm like, well, now I'm saved. My life's supposed to be perfect. Yep. No. Mm -mm. Mm Mm-mm. It doesn't just change overnight, and I think that's a really big perception. I mean, some people have testimonies where it's like God washed them of everything, and they never had a temptation to, like, do drugs or, like, do that old thing that they used to do again. That was in my testimony. And that's okay. Like God works with each of us individually and each of us uniquely. And he knows that each of us are different. We all need different things. So for me to need therapy, that might not be what you need. Maybe you have a mom that's really good at working through things with you. I don't have that. I didn't have that growing up. So like I do need a professional to walk me through the unhealthy habits I learned growing up because I got a lot of them, let me tell you. And that's okay. And I'm learning to tell myself that that's okay because I used to look at myself like I'm such a broken person. Like, how could anybody love me? Like, I'm just so messed up. And that's how I would truly like view myself. Now I'm like, no, I've overcome so much. Yes, I still have things to work towards, but I know eventually God will help me get over them. Mm -hmm. And I know my identity in him. I don't identify with that broken person anymore because that's not me. I'm a totally different person than I was even two years ago. Mm -hmm. I'm completely different. And I'm proud of that. But my point is we don't have to have everything together just because we follow God. It doesn't mean that you have everything together. But the difference is he helps you through the things that you need to change about yourself. He helps you through the difficult, dark times. Um, Another thing is, too, like, I feel like before I was saved, I never really, like, looked at the 
deep-rooted things I needed to work through until I was safe because Jesus started revealing them to yes. me because he's like I want to make you new like and if you hold on to this resentment or this anger like you're not going to become new in me mm. and so that's because when I first got saved it was like God got rid of like the alcohol and like my sex of drinking my obsessive like smoking like stuff like that God yeah. got rid of that and now he's like, okay, now we got to work on this. We got to work on this. And he's like, I'm going to keep revealing stuff to you because I want, the Holy Spirit wants to make us more like Jesus. Mm. And that's like what our goal, and that's one of my prayers too. I'm like, I don't pray this every day. I'm not going to lie. But I'm <laughs> like, I want to become more like Jesus. Like that's a goal I have because I'm like, I'll never be able to be Jesus. Like we'll never be able to be God, nothing like that. But we can strive to be more like Jesus. Mm. I want to pause you just because that was a good point is that oh frick i lost it (laughs) okay i remember so my point going off of kayla's was some of us have more to work through than others some of us have a lot of deeper stuff than others like some people might not have went through a lot of childhood trauma or abuse or mental health or addiction but some of us did and we have all of those things so it might be a quicker process for some people and i think as christians we need to be more kind to each other in being more understanding like you're I'm not better than you because I had less to heal from Mm. I'm the equal to you and I'm happy that like you finally are saved and like you're going through the cleansing process now too it doesn't matter where we're at it just matters that we're all on the journey right together and that led me to another point is that this is kind of off topic, but on topic, but I, it popped in my head. So I feel like it's something I need to talk about. Um, I have a friend and me and her get into these deep conversations about God. Sometimes she's not a believer at all. She really, she does, she's an atheist. And, but we get into these conversations about the Lord sometimes. And it's amazing that I get to have those talks with her. Cause I'm like, wow, God, you're really using me to like talk to somebody about Oh, no, 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 You're really using me to, like, talk about you to somebody. But so her and I were in this deep conversation, and she was like, I've never met a Christian like you and Kayla, like, where you guys are so just, like, loving and kind. She's like, I feel like that's what a Christian should look like, even though I'm not religious. She's like, that's what I feel like a Christian should look like. And then she gave an example of somebody that she knows that, it claims to be a Christian, but is very judgmental, very like not nice, not a kind person. And I'm like, it shouldn't be like that. You shouldn't ever feel judged by a Christian because us of all people know we're, we're I don't want to say worthless, but like we're not worth much without God. Mm-hmm. Like we're the scum of the earth without God. That's mm-hmm. just is what it is. Like we're sinners. Yeah. And so for you to feel judged by a Christian, they didn't get the revelation of the gospel. Mm. Like our first priority should be to love each other and reflect God's love to people because God is love and nothing, nothing. I mean, he is much more than that, but that's the simplest way to put the gospel. If you ever need to explain the gospel to somebody, just be like, we're meant to love and we're meant to love you and God. Mm. And that's really the message of the gospel. And so for her to say that, it almost made me sad because it makes me realize how much we responsibility we have to 
reflect what Jesus is supposed to be. Mm. And it's a big response. It's a heavy responsibility because people look at us to get an understanding of who Jesus is as Christians. And if we fail, we're failing him. And so we have to be really careful on how we talk to people, how we perceive our, how we perceive to others, because they could look at us and be like, that's how God is. I want nothing mm. to do with him. And that's deep. And I'm not talking bad about this specific person, but we should never feel judged by a Christian, especially like we can understand that people who don't have a revelation of who God is, that they're going to judge and they're going to talk bad about people and they're going to do this and that. But as believers, we cannot do that. Mm -hmm. That is completely against what God called us to do. I, when Joss was talking, it reminded me of, um, shoot, I had it and then I, (laughs) darn it. Um, one second. I'm so sorry, guys. That was just a moment. That's what I do even when I'm by myself. (laughs) But in church on Sunday, so me and Joss go to the same church, but we go to different campuses. There's four different locations, and then there's an online campus. And the pastor, his name is Pastor Lance, and he is the youth pastor. So his perspective was super cool because he comes at it from a super young, I don't want to say young point of view, but it's just cool how he explains stuff anyways. And he said, like, kind of what Joss was saying, like, well, exactly what Joss was saying. Like we are sometimes the only example of God's love that Mm. people get to see. So for like people to come up to me and they're like, when people are like, you're so kind, like you're so nice. Like, why is that? I'm like, it's not anything that I'm doing. It's Jesus through me. Like I cannot be this kind without God, but it's like, I think about it. Like if one of my friends asked me this one time, she was like, I just like see them and they're like rude and stuff and they claim to be Christians. And I was like, well, if you're not kind of like just exactly what Josh just said, like if you're not feeling love from a Christian, then what's the point? I'm not going to call myself a Christian if I'm not showing you love because that's not what God put me on this earth to do. He put me on this earth to love. And another part I wanted, another point I wanted to bring up was it's okay to have dry seasons. Mm -hmm. Everyone goes through dry seasons as a Christian. Like, there's times where I like cannot open my Bible, yeah. like where I'm like just, and I'm not saying like, don't open your Bible. Like mm-hmm. it's very important to read and renew our mind, but it's okay to have dry seasons. Everyone goes through it. There's times where I go through it and I just can't help it. Yeah. And I really beat myself up over that sometimes yeah. because I'm like, this person's going to judge me, but it's like, no, they're not like if they're a Christian, they get it. Like yeah. everyone goes through it. And I think that's what I had to understand because I'm like, it's not always going to be this on fire for God because there's times where you're like completely on fire and like you have this crazy revelation and then you're on fire. But then there's times where it is a dry season Mm -hmm. and where you, you just feel a little more like, ugh, like not like I just can't do it today. Like I don't even have the energy. And that's where it's important to listen to worship music, pray, and even like watch a sermon. Cause sometimes it's just like, I don't even want to turn on a sermon, but music is so important to people and like music helps. But that was like one thing I really wanted to point out because I feel like we beat ourselves up when we have dry seasons. I'm like, I suck. Like, I'm a terrible Christian. Like, I'm not reading the word this week. Like, this is so bad. And I'm like, it's not a good thing. But don't beat yourself up over it. Like, God, one, knew this was going to happen. And just be honest with Jesus and yourself being like, I'm sorry that I'm I'm having dry season, but it's okay. Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny because we're like 
swapping the microphone back and forth. But anyway, um, going off of that, that can really play into self negative talk too, because that was a whole new thing when I came to being a Christian is like, Oh, I'm just not good enough for God. Yep. We're not God. We're not going to be perfect. And he doesn't expect us to be perfect. And we'll never be good enough, quote unquote. Right. But that's where self-discipline comes in. Because that's even with like fitness. Like people ask me, how do you stay motivated? I'm not motivated. (laughs) And most of the time I don't even want to go to the gym. (laughs) I just have the self, like it's just part of my daily thing. Right. And that's okay if sometimes it's not either that's a whole nother topic but (laughs) but yeah that it's self-discipline so that same with your faith sometimes I don't feel like even praying Mm -hmm. sometimes I don't even feel like opening my mouth and talking to God but I just do because it's self-discipline and it's something I do every morning every night throughout the day I have my time with him and some days it's not where I just cut out a whole hour and just sit there with him sometimes it's like I'm driving and I'm praying I wake up and I just thank him for waking me up another day Mm -hmm. I go to bed and thank him for protecting me throughout the day and I just have that constant conversation communication with him and I think we really downplay that like that's you talking to God that's you spending time with God that's you in communication with him Mm -hmm. and yes like you said we do need to read our bible but there are a lot of times where like we just don't. Right. And God doesn't judge us for that. He wants us to. He wants us to know his word. He wants us to know what, what he has to say because that's how we go through our daily things. That's how right. we get through life is by looking at what the Bible says because the Bible equals hope. Mm-hmm. And so when you're going through these negative self-talk bouts and you're going through this victim mentality, look at what the Bible has to say and just know that you always have the victory with God you will never lose with him. Mm -hmm. So it might feel like a depressed season. It might feel like a season where nothing's going your way. But if you have God in the midst of it, it's not because you will learn a lesson from the season you're going through with him. He has a purpose for everything, Mm -hmm. especially the pain we go through. He always has a purpose for our pain. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I feel like that's a really good. Yep. Do you have anything else you want to say? No, I feel like if I bring up if I bring up anything else, it's just gonna be like jibber, like jibber jabber. So I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> no. Literally, I'm at that point, like sometimes when we're recording, I just hit a wall and my brain is blank, and I'm like, what am I even gonna say? I know, I know. Like this episode, it took us four times to record because, like, I was just like, Kayla, my mind is it's- just not there. It's also eight o'clock at night. so and I've been up since like 6 a.m so (laughs) you know but we're we're here yeah you know what we got through it yeah we got through it. exactly see no negative self-talk here we got it we got it it's getting better (laughs) okay guys but we love you we hope that you had a great holiday yeah we're gonna leave it really short and simple because sometimes our outros go crazy but we love you guys follow us on instagram and all the social media accounts at fueled by faith podcast our new name Um, We love you guys and we hope you have a great day.